Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh 
above your head Are you dancing in the riverbed You know you've left your taste on my tongue You know you've left your taste on my tongue That love has come and gone Blown free out to sea Like all the other dreams Keep so still, yet still my spirit screams Like a lover long drowned Sinking all the way down, face down, face down Like a lover long drowned Sinking all the way down, face down, face down Like a lover long drowned Sinking all the way down, face down Welcome to another episode of the Music from the Goddesses Vault podcast. I am your host, Midnight Star. What you heard was Face Down by S.J. Tucker. The topic of today's show is all about face or body reading. But first, if you haven't done this yet, check out the blog. It's goddessvault1.wixsite.com forward slash home. Go ahead and let me know what you think of it and this show. And you can even listen to this podcast on the website. While you're on the website, why not click on the shop button? It'll take you to the Music from the Goddesses Vault store, where you can buy all sorts of merchandise. If you can, please share this podcast via Twitter, Facebook, goddessvault1.wixsite.com forward slash home, or wherever you can talk to everyone you know. Now for the topic, face body reading. It's another form of divination. You can put palmistry in this category, but face or body reading involves more than just the hands. Many years ago, I signed up for an expensive workshop in body reading. It's not the same type of body reading that I'm going to explain to you. It was different. The only experience that I can remember from it was when the instructor touched and went into my belly button and anger came out of me. Most of the other participants cried when she did that. I'll explain why she did this. The belly button is where the umbilical cord was when we were in our mother's womb. That part of the reading was about our relationship with our mothers. Another participant noticed that one of my nostrils flared when I get angry. I will talk about the history of face reading and physiognomy in the next section. First, here's Leela with her version of Earth My Body. Air my breath and fire my spirit Fire my spirit, earth my body, 
Physiognomy is the art of judging character from facial or body characteristics. The earliest form of this came from Aristotle in ancient Greece. He examined characters with different features, like the body, hair, limbs, and voice. Face reading appeared in China in the 6th century BC. Doctors there have used this to diagnose and help their patients. To them, the face represents the energies, tendencies, and health of a person. Then face reading became popular with the rest of Europe in 1272. That was when Michael Scott wrote the book De Homis Physiomia. It was called Physiognomy. And then it goes on from there. So what does Chinese physiognomy entail? I will explore that after Eye to Eye by Tempest. <laughs>
I'm going back to ancient Greece to talk about the goddess Hygieia. She is the goddess of good health, cleanliness, hygiene, and healing. She also protects against disease and injury. She also prevents sickness. The word hygiene came from her name. Hygieia's father is the divine healer Asclepius, who is also known as a medicine god. Her mother is Epione. She also has four sisters, Panacea, the goddess of universal remedy, Iaso represents recovery from illness. Aso is the goddess of the healing process. Anagia represents beauty, splendor, glory, magnificence, and adornment. There is a theory that Aclepius's family was a combination of various deities, which came together and might have been a mini pantheon at one point. Hygieia is worshipped alongside her father and was never a subordinate. 
or if you want, Hygieia can be honored by herself. You always see classical sculptures of her holding a large serpent. What you can offer Hygieia on your altar are the following. A lock of your hair, clothing, or fabric. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week. Kind friends and companions, come join me in rhyme. Come lift up your voices in chorus with mine. Let us drink and be merry, oh, grief to refrain. For we may or might never meet here again. So here's a health to the company and one to my last. Let us drink and be merry, all out of one glass. Let us drink and be merry, your grief to refrain. For we may you might never meet here again. She's ready to dock I wish her safe landing Without any shock And if we should meet again By land or by sea I will always remember Your kindness to me So here's a health to the company Let us drink and be merry all out of one glass. Let us drink and be merry all grief to refrain. For we may all that never meet here Let us drink and be merry 
That was Health to the Company by Blackmore's Knight. I guess you can say that face or body reading is a lot like reading body language, but I'm going to stick with Chinese physiognomy. I'm going to focus on the face more than the rest of the body. If you're interested in Chinese physiognomy, there are tons of websites you can visit. The type of body or face reading that I'm talking about here is Chinese. It gives you more insight into someone's personality, past, present, and future. It is more than just seeing someone's arms crossed in front of them. Like body language, it also talks about first impressions, for example, going on a date or a job interview or a business negotiation. But it goes to the extent where the person doing this form of divination can predict your future. As I said, I will focus on what different parts of the face mean in Chinese physiognomy. I'm not going to go into specifics about what type of nose or anything like that. I am going to keep it general. The forehead represents your luck between the ages of 15 to 30. It also symbolizes your parents, thinking pattern, career, and so on. The eyes are about wealth and rank. I am also thinking of the cliche, eyes are the windows to the soul, could also apply here. The nose also relates to wealth. Your mouth represents your talent. The ears also show what type of luck you have. Cheeks reflect your fortunes in your 40s. The chin and jaw are all about your fortunes in your senior years, as well as luck with kids and others. As I mentioned, there is more to Chinese physiognomy than meets the eye. Oh, the type of body reading that I had in that workshop? It wasn't Chinese. I think it was more Australian. I can't remember. But they are both similar in many ways. Here's a tune from Parnassus, Let My Eye Go to the Sun. But I heard you calling all around and deep below. Sounded like a river flowing, felt the early morning glow. Well, I see the leaves and shadows dancing, see another day begin. And I let my eye go to the sun and... Let my life go to the wind. From the mountains to the valleys, rushing to the rocks below. Water falling, overflowing, now the seeds begin to grow. Well, I see the leaves and shadows dancing, see another day begin. And I let my eye go to the sun and... Let my life go to the wind, and the sun will rise in the morning, and the wind will carry on, and the sun will rise in the morning, and the wind will carry on. In my See another day 
Let my eye go to the wind. Let my eye go to the sun and let my life go to the wind. Here's a dream symbol to interpret. There are four in this week's dream symbol. Those are argument, principle, leaving, and adopt. Suppose you had a dream where you were arguing with someone. It means that you are revolving around some unsettled issue or internal conflict in your life. Suppose you hear someone arguing in your dreams. It indicates that some issues are not acknowledged or discussed. If you had a dream where you are in the principal's office, it represents feelings of guilt. If in your dreams you are the principal, it's telling you that you have good leadership skills and the ability to shape other people's minds. To dream that someone is leaving you usually means feelings of rejection. If you had a dream where you're adopted, it's telling you about your inner child. To dream that you or someone else is adopting a child, it suggests that you are taking on something different and new. If you had a dream where you were adopting a cat, it represents your newfound independence. And if you had a dream where you are adopting a dog, that means that you are looking for a loyal relationship. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming.
Here's another myth. Here's another tale from folk texts. This one is from China, and it's called the Fairy Serpent. Once there was a man who had three daughters, of whom he was fond of. They were skillful in embroidery, and he used every day on his way home from work to gather some flowers for them to use as patterns. One day when he found no flowers along his route, he went into the woods to look for wild blossoms. He unwittingly invaded the domain of a fairy serpent that coiled around him, held him tightly, and railed at him for having entered his garden. The man excused himself, saying that he came merely to get a few flowers for his daughters, who he would sorely disappoint were he to go home without his usual gift for them. The snake asked him the number, the names, and the ages of his daughters, then refused to let him go unless he promised one of them to marry him. The poor man tried every argument he could think of to induce the snake to release him, but the reptile would accept no other ransom. The father dreads greater evil to his daughters should they be deprived of his protection. He gave the serpent the required promise and went home. He could eat no supper, yet for he knew the power of the fairies to afflict those who offend them. He was full of anxiety about the misfortunes that must overwhelm his whole family. Days passed. His daughters prepared him meals and brought him to eat them, but he would not come to the table. He always plunged into sorrowful meditation. They conferred among themselves about the cause of his uncommon behavior. They thought that he decided that one of them must have displeased him. They agreed to find out which one it would be, by going, each in turn, to urge him to eat. The eldest expressed her distress at his loss of appetite and urged him to partake of food. He replied that he would do so if she would, for his sake, marry the snake to whom he had promised a wife. She refused to carry out her father's contract and left him in deeper trouble than before. The second daughter then went to beg him to take food. He received the same reply and likewise declined meeting the engagement he had made. The youngest daughter then went and implored him to eat. She heard his story. At once, she declared that if he cared for his health, she would become the serpent bride. The father thus retook his meal. The days spent without bringing calamity and the welfare of the family for a time seemed secure. But one morning, as the girls were sitting at their embroidery, a wasp flew into the room and sang, Buzz, I buzz, and come the faster. Who will wed the snake, my master? Whenever the wasp alighted, the girls prodded him with their needles. They followed him, saying that he had to flee for his life. The next morning, two wasps came, singing the same refrain. The third morning, three wasps came. The number of wasps increased day by day until the gulls could no longer put them to root nor endure their stings. Then the youngest said to the relief of the family of the buzzing plague, she would go to her uncanny bridegroom. The wasps accompanied her on the road. They guided her to the woods where the fairy serpent awaited her. He lived in a palace that he had built for her reception. There were spacious rooms with carved furniture inlaid with precious stones, chests full of silken fabrics, caskets of jade, and jewels of gold. The snake had beautiful eyes and a musical voice, but the serpent's skin was warty and the girl shuddered at the thought of seeing him. 
After the wedding supper, the two sat alone. The girl told her spouse that she appreciated the excellence of all that he had provided for her and that she should perform all her domestic duties. For many days, she kept the house neat and cooked the food. He doted upon her and pined whenever she was out of his sight. So heedful was he of her wishes that she grew to like his companionship and to feel great lonesomeness whenever he was absent. One day she found the well dried up, obliged to go into the forest searching for water, which he finally discovered and brought back from a distant spring. Returning home, she found the snake dying of thirst. She gasped and plunged him into the water, from which he rose transformed, a strong, handsome man. He had been the subject of wicked enchantment, from which her dutiful quest to set him free. After that, she, with her admirable husband, visited her old home. Wherefore 
o'er the mountain through the wild That was Fairy Boy by Ruth Barrett. Before that, you heard Leave Me Be by Arcana. That is it for this show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. If you have a suggestion for a song, show topic, spirit guide, or dream symbol, or you want to like, share, or comment, you can do so at goddessvault1.wixsite.com forward slash home, through the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, or through Instagram and Twitter at Goddess Vault. I'm going to leave you with Feet of Clay by Spiral Dance. Blessed be and be safe. Arrows, 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 arrows
With all his peacock stunts and his feet of clay He leads the way in the labyrinth dance And he chants Isis, 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 Isis Eros, 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 Pan and Aphrodite And he chants Isis, 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 Isis Eros, 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 Pan Aphrodite Yeah, we chant Isis, 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 Eros, 